If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we have Ruth, who I've been trying to catch up with ages because she has a really fascinating perspective as a a German woman who's birthed in both Germany and in Australia. And you'll know recently we had a podcast interview with Layla, who was Irish and had her babies, um, had had babies in both Germany and Ireland. So Uh, I was really fascinated to learn more about the German system because it does sound like one of the better places in the world to have a baby, particularly for postpartum care. Um, And Ruth, you particularly have an interesting perspective as a midwife, um, a mother. So, yes, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, hello. (laughs) Um, Yes, my name's Ruth. Um, I did a um, midwifery um education in germany and have worked there as a midwife providing prenatal and postnatal care and also home birth but since the system is different in germany you um as a midwife you see women not just to help them deliver their babies you see them in their pregnancy and mostly or mainly after um, they come back home and um, yeah so the first eight weeks after women give birth they have a midwife come to their house um, and look after them and the baby and just check on everything that might come up just you know the breastfeeding the weight of the baby um, the healing of the mum, and of course the whole family unit including the fathers and um, yeah anything that pops up Mm-hmm. Um, in that time and then if it's necessary you can see the midwives for longer um, and I usually saw the women I took care of for probably so when they started to be pregnant until the babies were about a year old when they um, had like a final final meeting um, to yeah to mm-hmm. let them off into the into the world it's <laughs> beautiful and one thing that really struck me it's fully publicly funded and women can choose their wife is that correct that's right yeah so um it's all taken care in of uh, it's all taken care of by your health insurance that you have and mm. um yeah you just look for a local midwife since i left germany in 2011 there's um a shortage of midwives now so what I've heard recently is that it's actually quite hard to find or it can be hard especially in the rural areas to find a midwife to come and see you Um, so at the moment I think it's nearly as soon as you figure out that you are pregnant you ring around and um, book your spot with the midwife that you can um, you know book in with yeah and it, it has to be a midwife it can't be a doula or any other kind of allied health profession um no no it ha- it is it is a midwife um mm. the doula system isn't very common in germany it has become more common now because the midwives in the hospitals are generally quite busy and understaffed so um there are more doulas popping up to um just accompany women for their births 
but I haven't heard of any postpartum doula so far. No, well, just because, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. need one necessarily. No, yeah, exactly. But system is so good. Yeah, and but I don't know. Maybe there there might be somebody who um, who introduces that system to the German system just because yeah. there is a shortage of midwives to look after you. And mm. just to backtrack a little bit, sorry, you said it's funded by private health insurance. Do you know the history of that at all? Sorry, the history of what? Of, of how it came to be funded by private health insurance. Do you know when or how uh, that happened? Um, I'm not, no, I'm not sure. I think after the World War II, the whole system was just kind of, you know, overlooked and then um, really sorted through. And that was considered one of the basic needs um, for families or for women. And um, that's just how it came to be funded by either mm -hmm. if you're privately or um, normally insured. Um, yeah, that's just taken and, and care everyone, of. And everyone has insurance in Germany? Yes, yeah, yeah. And is yeah. that sort of instead of a public health system or as well as? Um, no, that's, it, it is the public health system. Um, mm -hmm. It's the difference to Australia is that like Medicare is funded with taxes from my understanding and um, in Germany it is that there, there is a percentage of your wage taken out which then pays for the insurance that you um, that you've chosen there's different providers so yeah, yeah. Um, you can just pick one that you like or that's local um, and then that's just taken out of your wage um, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. how it's paid for so you the, the women don't pay the midwife the, as a midwife I build the insurance and then I get the money um, paid out to oh, me. That's great. Yeah, so mums don't mm. even have to find the cash up front or anything. No, no, nothing. No, they, all, they is, all they do is give me their um, insurance card and I take the numbers down and then it just, they don't, it, they, they have to sign the visits that I do. So, um, yes, you know, you can't cheat on how many mm -hmm. um, visits you've done, but, um, but that's all. And they don't have anything else to do with that. Yeah, that's amazing. And then the other question I had was we were talking last in the last podcast about how a lot of the time the midwives do have uh, other skills, like a lot of them might have done certain like herbal courses or acupuncture mm. or and, yeah. and that's not seen as in conflict because in Australia there's very much a division between medical and any other allied health. But it sounds like in Germany that's much more. You could choose someone with a particular interest or you know cultural background or that's you know whatever right. angle that you're looking for that's going to be right for you yeah that's right yeah so it's very because there is um a law that you have to have continuous um like what do you call it like continuous learning in your in your job as a midwife so i have to fulfill like i don't know 12 hours of professional um um you know, learning um, per year and a lot of midwives do use that to, yeah, do acupuncture or do um, Ayurvedic um, things or, you know, even, I don't know, um, mental health um, mm. uh, issues, um, how, to, how to help with that. Um, and, yeah, so as a woman, if you have enough midwives to choose from, um, you can pick the one that's, most to your liking um mm. yeah i love yeah. it and so you had you've got three children did you have i do two there 
No, I had them all in Australia. Oh, we've had them all in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that right. must have been quite a shock for you. That I I was shocked, um, especially in the after um, after birth care. I do have I did have a private midwife um, because I had planned to have a home birth because you know since I'm a home birth midwife, <laughs> I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to have a home birth, but it didn't work out. But she did do the postnatal care with me too, which was great because even with all my knowledge, I, um, I felt overwhelmed and I struggled and I just had to have somebody to say, yes, this is normal. You know, it's all right. You're doing a good job. <laughs> it's yes. normal that children cry and babies cry, you know, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. But, um, I, I do what I found too that with the system with the maternal child and health nurse, while it gives, um, you know, at, at least a little bit of help along the way. But my first one was a cesarean and I couldn't drive for six weeks. And luckily I had in-laws who could drive me to the maternal child and health nurse's office. Mm. But otherwise I wouldn't, I couldn't reach, I couldn't have reached them. Um, so I thought, yeah, there's, there's a bit of, um, of a need here, in my opinion, to mm-hmm. have people come to women's house, houses and just look after them in their own home. Yes, absolutely. And I have mm. to say that's one of the biggest benefits of a home birth, even if you don't birth mm. at home, which I, I didn't end up having any of my children at home, but I did have home birth midwives just because then they could do all my prenatal and postnatal yes. at my yeah. house. Particularly with more than one child, I found that was just... Oh the hugest benefit there's nothing worse than trying to get your toddler and your newborn and your four-year-old or whatever all into the car yes. you know to go to the, see the child health nurse or to go and get vaccinations or to yes you know, check up with yeah. the hospital it's so much nicer if they just come to you oh yeah and they have time you know um, I had I think I had two visits with the with a GP because I kind of I was with the hospital to book in they wanted to see me twice and they just saw me for like like five minutes and the waiting waiting time was like 45 minutes and then they saw me for five minutes and um when I had my midwife come to my house to do the antenatal checkups she was here for an hour so yeah just uh, yes you. and even if she's running late you're just sitting at home anyway so you don't have exactly to the baby yeah. or get store yeah that's right yeah are you listening to this awesome interview with a postpartum professional and thinking that this might be your calling in life too do you believe postpartum care could be a respected valued and well-paid profession but feel frustrated and don't know where to start Newborn Mothers Collective is online worldwide postpartum training and professional development with over a thousand students from 40 different countries around the world. We value human rights, scientific evidence and diversity and we'd love you to join us at newbornmothers.com. Yeah, I know it's it's such a huge difference. Mm. Uh, And you haven't worked as a midwife in Australia? No, I haven't because the um, education is like an apprenticeship in Germany. So you do three years. Um, it's very practical. So you work mainly as a midwifery student in the hospital alongside midwives, mm-hmm. qualified midwives. But um, because the it in Australia, it's a, you go to uni and do like a bachelor or a master. Oh, so it's my my license is actually not recognised in Australia. 
Um, yeah, which again is like it's it's that real division between medical care and um, mm. and just more personal care, isn't it? But it sounds like yeah. German is a, Germany's a lot more balanced. That midwives obviously know the red flags, like you'd know when to refer onto a pediatrician or when to get a lactation consultant in, and that sort yeah. of. Thing. You can do the basics like blood pressure and fetal heart yeah. rate and things, but as long as things stay within the realm of healthy and normal, then you could take care of all of that. And yeah, whereas in in Australia, I think a lot of midwives feel like they're being pushed into a much more medical role that actually means they can't be with women in the way that they really wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've observed in the hospital that I gave birth. I went to a public hospital and, um, yeah, it seemed to me like there was a lot of paperwork done and a lot of administration guidelines to be followed, um, which took a lot of the time up for the midwife who was wanting to be with me to give birth, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and can you tell me anything more about the German system that we might find surprising? What, like, I'm curious, for example, what the cultural kind of attitude is to postpartum care, given it's so much more normal over there. Yes. Um, yeah, so the, the official, which is actually in the law, like if you wanted to go back to work after you give birth, the first eight weeks are absolutely um, nearly sacred. Like you couldn't, you, you weren't allowed to do it even if you wanted to. Um, so in that period, it's probably more like six weeks in, in the back of the minds of people. Um, but uh, these six weeks are very much um, considered as a period of rest and a period of for the mum to get back on to her feet. So the families are prepared to step in. Um, this is obviously also the period where the midwives come the most often so I would come to the women's house probably um, daily at the start in the first week and then every other day and then slowly reduce it to at the end of the t time frame probably once a week um, and yeah that's just this you do leave the house to see the pediatrician I think around the day 14 for a baby to just have a little checkup um but apart from that there's nothing considered really seriously important to be able to leave the house or to make you leave the house um and this is also where a lot of people come in to help so this is where people would bring you food or you know your family or your friends or your community depending um who's around you they would um step up and help out and also kind of leave you space if you wanted to um so probably the first two weeks the only visitors you'd get is probably the family or the close friends um and everybody else kind of um waits to see baby and mum until they're at least settled in a little bit um mm -hmm. yeah and are there, are there any still any sort of traditional german um postpartum care like rituals or ceremonies or anything that are still practiced commonly or has that all kind of been lost no yeah I, I haven't I've been thinking about it after um listening to your um like traditional you know what is traditional in your country um question and I, I can't pinpoint anything that I would say this is specifically German um mm. it's just 
yeah no that i can't it's a it's a kind of a mix of things now which come from different cultures but i think the the really only traditional thing is the time frame that's been left um up to this day with the eight weeks yes mm. which i think described as some, oh i think she said two weeks in bed two weeks around the bed and two weeks around the home or something is that something or the yeah, neighborhood yeah. even yes that's right yeah that's right mm. i can't i can't remember exactly what she said but she said that's what as a, as an irish person she learned that in germany and found that quite like oh that's a really good thing conceptually to to give yourself that space yeah yeah. yeah. And and so you find that people like family and friends have a much better understanding of postpartum needs just because of that um, culture of care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they grow with it too. So, you know, the first, the first baby is probably um, mm-hmm. people are more keen to come and see you, whereas then, you know, if, they, if you have the consecutive children, they, they're more, they know more and they know better on what actually is needed for the new mum and the and the dad oh and the dads by the way that's awesome too compared to here they um get 64 oh sorry 46 no 64 i always get the numbers backwards Mm -hmm. 64 percent of their weight um is being paid out and they have paternal leave for they can choose everything in between six weeks and three months um, and then they go back to work after that. So a lot of right, dads so choose, um, choose to be home after the baby is born for at least four weeks or maybe even the full six weeks at the start. Mm-hmm. And if something, you know, if, if there's a preemie baby or if the baby or the mum, if something's going on and the dad needs to stay at home longer, that's possible too, mm-hmm. which um, I found I missed here because my partner had only two weeks off after each mm-hmm. um, baby and he, you know, he was like flat out for two weeks. So he didn't get any rest himself and then he had to go back to work. Yeah. So they can choose the amount of time and they get that time off at 64% of their regular wage. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I, I have a friend here who's just had a baby and, um, their father is trying to uh, see they had a cesarean and it was, you know, she's struggling a little bit as, as most women do. And mm. he tried to extend his two weeks of, um, you know, parental leave by adding his carer's leave. So he asked his employer if he could use his carer's leave to care for his wife because she can't drive or lift heavy things or, you know, any of that stuff. And, and they said no. So yeah. um, they're feeling really quite upset about that and they're not sure whether yeah. they push it too much, but they don't want him to lose his job. It's really, it becomes very mm. difficult, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Yes. And two weeks, I think is really not, um, it's not enough. I mean, you're only just starting to get to know each other by then. Yeah. Yeah. You're just kind of coming down from giving birth yes exactly. <laughs> I, I did after two weeks <laughs> yes and yeah that's right just starting mm. to find your rhythm and things but yeah, yeah it's very yeah. early isn't it yes oh wonderful is there anything else you can think to share with us um no not no. at the moment no and it sounds no. like you managed to replicate a little bit of the german system just by having a private midwife here yeah that's right yeah yeah, that was yeah. that's right. So yeah, as as you, I didn't have a home birth for, or I didn't plan a home birth for the second and the third, but I still did my prenatal and postnatal care with her because I knew that 
I just needed, even if you, you know, even with my second and my third, because every baby's different, they needed different things and then I needed different things. So, mm-hmm. And the more um, children you have, great. the more help you need, really. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Even yeah. if the handling gets easier, I think you just need more more rest for yourself or more help for yourself yeah. yeah that's right because you know a lot of people think oh, I've got the hang of it now and yes it is easier to parent because you have a better idea of what's normal you might mm. be a bit more confident and more in touch with your intuition but at the same time there's more mouths to feed and more shopping to do and more nappies mm. to change and more laundry and you know it's just yeah more tantrums to deal with all of that kind yeah. of stuff. So <laughs> yes the more help the better <laughs> that's right yeah Yeah. wonderful thank you so much for sharing ruth i think it's really insightful thank you yes and hopefully we can um we can do something to improve our system here in australia and also in other parts of the world because um yeah there's really not many places in the world that have um that comprehensive postpartum care that's completely free and um and the woman's choice you know who she is the supporter so it's really amazing to hear about. Yeah, it would be great to just, you know, because there are systems out there that are working. So I would hope for Australia to just say, oh, let's copy exactly. um, this Why? system that's already that's already running and up and, you know, obviously working quite well. Yes. Um, I wonder on that on that note. I wonder if you know if there's any data about um, Germany's like uh, breastfeeding rates, postpartum depression rates, um, you know, returning to work. Is there any? Do you know if there is any kind of studies done on how sort of? I, I know this sounds a bit brutal, but economically successful that system is because that's that's often the way we get to the change to go through. Mm, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll research that. I'm not sure, but I'll I'll stretch out my feel as a bit and then uh, I can get back to you. Mm, yeah, I'll, I'll look mm. into it as well because that's the other thing. If we can find models and not just say it's nice for the mum but actually have yeah, some Yeah, it actually proof. works. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank All you so right. much. It's been really inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Yeah, bye. Bye. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high-quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.